Yeah, I, I'm Jackson. I have zero experience with carpentry. I studied at a school for historic preservation in Boston and learned about how things were built, you know, 250 years ago. There's a long way to go. I'm nowhere near the top. Not that I thought I was, but there's so much more to do out there. Welcome back to a spooky episode mm -hmm. of the Passion for Craft podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Headphone warning. Uh, we are going to talk about some scary stories, some horror stories that we have heard or seen or heard of on the job. But I'll leave that up to the discretion of these two, whether or not they want to say that they've heard about it or they've actually <laughs> experienced it uh, to preserve the identity of their clients, which will all use their first and last names. <laughs> and addresses. I, this is a I, horror story for you guys. <laughs> I've got, uh, probably when I think of the, the idea of the horror stories, I think of some of the early things that I did that were pretty bad <laughs> and that, <laughs> that I had to go back and fix and stuff like that. Um, I remember one time very early on, I had this job and there was a deck. He <laughs> oh, no. knows it's going to be good when he can't finish his sentence. This is the yeah. comedy <laughs> hour, not the horror story. But it, it, I was thinking about it the other day. So I was sitting there going, what was I thinking? I've got one of those. Um, <laughs> a couple of them, actually. <laughs> so we did this deck. Um and we had this Porsche, this walkout Porsche, so this master could walk out over the uh, uh, this downstairs area. And it was, you know, a three or four foot deck. We put plywood down, and then <laughs> I, I already off clearly didn't know what I was thinking, and um, I put tar paper down, <laughs> and then nailed it down. So you know, basically, I had a water uh, like. Tar paper isn't even a waterproof membrane that you would put down. <laughs> like a roof. Yeah. Tar like paper. a roofing tar paper. What is it there for? Just to hold roofing tiles so in place? Roofing, to, so tar paper uh, was something that was, you would have the amount of, impre you'd have like 30 felt, 30 pound tar paper. You have 50 pound tar paper, I think. You have 10 pound tar. And it was all about the impregnation of tar into this paper. And it was used on the outside of these houses always as a vertical rain screen, not really a, uh, not certainly a horizontal one. And so, cause at the end of the day, it's still paper. Yeah. And, and it, there's, there's, there's a waterproof membrane, the tar impregnated into it and you can get a, you know, a heavier weight of it, but it's, uh, it's not, it's not it's a no water plastic. No, it's not a waterproof like TPO or it's not a roofing membrane. It's not, you know, is it to just keep the shingles off the, the decking of the roof? Because I know when we do flooring, I don't do flooring in my business, but when I've done flooring at my house, the, yep. the flooring people have always been like, hey, we sell, they have the rolls of it. Yeah. Put it, put it under the floor. Yeah. So it's a, it's a, uh, you know, it helps with uh, air infiltration. It helps with, you know, just moisture coming up through there. It, it, it helps with, okay. <laughs> mm -hmm. It doesn't prevent. <laughs> anyway, and then we put tile on top of that. Okay. So, Outdoor wait, tiles. wait, wait. You put <laughs> OSB or it was probably plywood. It could have been OSB. Okay. So some kind of subfloor. Subfloor. The, the tar paper. Yeah. And, and then tile. tile. Yeah. So how do you attach it to the to paper? <laughs> Is that this nightmare? <laughs> <laughs> so we did a, 
a, a waterproof mortar uh, bed and and then just set the tile and and grouted it. Now I had probably been in business on paper. Probably not that long. Probably five years. And you okay. weren't going to be in business for much longer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and so the guy called me back uh, <laughs> two weeks later. No. Uh, it was like six, five years later. Three or four, three or four oh, years later. And he said, hey, there's, my deck's leaking. And I was like, yeah, let me come over and look at it. And then I was like, you know, by this time I'd done enough. I was like. What the hell <laughs> was I even thinking? thinking? And, You're like, and, oh, this is one of the practice ones. <laughs> and I said, I said, uh, I mean, obviously, I'm fixing this and going to make it right. This is not done right. I don't know what I was thinking, uh, but I was thinking about that because we had another job where where the, the the waterproof of the deck, and I had forgotten that story completely. And then I remembered, I was like, oh my. What in the world, Brent? Were you even doing? I mean, like I can't believe it lasted two or three years. I mean, it should have lasted two months, right? I mean, the the second rain it should have been leaking, and you know, it was years before he called me back, and I was just like, "You must use one of the higher proofing of tar." Gosh, but I mean, you know, this beyond the stupidity of it, you know, just the putting tar paper down and then. Every twelve inches, you had a a nail holding it down. You know, you just you just punctured your own. Thing. Anyway, it was uh, that's my horror story. That <laughs> I, think about I, that. you're I, puncturing your yeah, waterproof. Yeah. So this floor tile floor was it was a floating floor on top of that paper. Richard, don't ask too many questions. <laughs> I'm just like trying to. I'm like picturing walking on this thing and like it's just cracking like. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it <laughs> did. Cracked, yeah, I'm sure it did. And um, that's how the leaks happen. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I mean, look, if you, if you had a, you know, a month where it was raining a lot, you know, you figure if it doesn't rain that much, the, the, the rain hits that tile, it, it soaks in the mortar gets wet. Everything's kind of wet, but you know, it's sunny the next, you know, three, eight, 10, 12 days or in Texas, two months. And so there isn't a rain problem. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, you know, you have a month of May when it's just raining all the time. And, you know, probably by the second or third rain, it's gone through the tile, <laughs> gone through the mortar, yeah, impregnated everything. And then, you know, all breaks loose. But, yeah, no, that's my – I've got – that's one horror story. I've got more. I don't know if I told you all this spring. You all remember my spring nightmare? No. Well, it was in Brent's Are you, are you favorite, saying spring? Spring, like paint. Oh, spring, yeah. It was in Brent's favorite city, Plano, Texas. And uh, no, it was just... In uh, case you guys don't remember, Richard used to do trim and paint mm-hmm. as a turnkey deal. Yeah. And when I first started my business, we did the home and garden show. Yeah. We did the one in Fort Worth and then one in Las Colinas. That, that is a nightmare. Yes, that is a nightmare. <laughs> Standing that, that, at that booth all day with these like tire kickers. And, yeah, like, trade shows. There, There's a horror story. And the funny thing is I had all my... MDF profiles on the desk. I, thought, I like thought they were good. I didn't know about anything, so it's just like look like a complete, look what I can do. Yeah, like you, you, now you're sitting there going, "What was I?" Thinking? Look at my sticker. I think you walked by and were like, <laughs> no. um, but I, yeah, I met these people at a home and garden show, and they're like, "Yeah, we want to do some trim." They just bought this house, and uh, they had this like pass through. It was like a cased opening, but it was arched. So we did 
No, no, it wasn't arch. They had an arched one and then like a, a regular flat top one. But we just did, you know, they showed me a picture from Pinterest, of course. And we, okay, yeah, we did that. So I was like trying to be Mr. Pro painter. I'm like, I'm going to get my finishes real nice, you know, and all the, all the good painters use oil base, you know? So, and I didn't know anything about oil. I didn't know anything about proper masking off or anything of like containing the area. Nice. So I'm spraying. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's probably like maybe four or five feet wide, yeah. you know, eight, nine foot tall area. Just like an accent wall. Yeah. Just like a, <laughs> I just imagine like, like uh one of these things but not obviously not that detailed but yeah, yeah. You, you just pass through it you know just some panels and so it comes to spray and i just i don't even mask off the sides <laughs> so I, I just have like a little bit of masking and i'm like you know spraying this and the guy you know they're moving boxes and stuff and he's like man that stuff's strong that smells crazy i'm like yeah it does i don't even have a mask on i'm like this is <laughs> this stuff's crazy you know <laughs> I'm like, what is this stuff? No. I'm like, well, it's an oil-based paint. It's gonna, it's gonna gel out real nice. Like the, the smell will go away, but the finish will be good. You yeah. Know? But all the overspray is like landing on everything. <laughs> like it's all, it's like snowing on his. This is a new house, new floor, oh and he's like, I think oh. it's getting on my floor. And like, oh no. And like it's just me and John. These goofballs are like. Um, <laughs> It's like an episode of Three Stooges. It's like crazy. So I'm like, is it really? And like, and like he's like, yeah. Like he like takes this because if you ever spray, I mean, you're based, you're atomizing the yeah. paint, you're turning it into dust basically. Okay. And it's not so bad with water base because yeah. water base, when you atomize it, it, turns it into like a vapor. Yeah. By the time it settles on the floor, it's kind of dry. Right. Like you can kind of sweep it up. Yeah, but yeah. still, you need to mask off with oil though takes forever to dry so it doesn't dry before it hits the floor so there's all this like wet oil all over Great. his floor all through the living room the kitchen oh the foyer no <laughs> and i'm like crap <laughs> and he gets a he gets a washcloth of water and like tries to and wipe it up smears it smears it because you can't clean oh, oil with yeah. water you oh, need yeah. mineral Paint spirits thinner. yeah so yeah and i'm like crap i'm like no i was like here I got some some mineral spirits. So we're we're <laughs> we're cleaning it up. We got all these paper roll of paper towels and we're cleaning it up. We got a trash bag. Yeah. We're like filling up the trash bag. And like right there where I just sprayed my thing, John is right there at the trash bag. The trash bag slaps the oil paint that we sprayed, pulls it off, leaves like this impression of the trash bag on the finish. Oh and just like <laughs> I just wanted to quit, you know, wanted to give up. So he's like, he walks over and he sees that like big trash bag imprint on the finish. And he's like, is that going to come out? I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't know how this stuff works. Like he was, he gave me a lot of grace though. Like, I can't believe we stayed there till like nine at night with him, with cans of mineral spirits and rolls of paper towels. Cleaning everything up. Wiping everything down. He helped us. He was on his hands and knees doing it too. Well, he was a really nice older guy. Like he was just so I just I'm so thankful it was him. Yeah. And yeah. Oh that could have been. Gosh. Get out of my house. I'm suing you. I'm like, suing you. Oh my god. All gosh. this has to be replaced. We got it clean. Um it was dang. I mean, it was I mean, that's I mean, 
You can't come up with a more scary movie than that. I mean, I, literally, I that story, you just kept saying a new thing, and well, I was like, well, what I, I cannot <laughs> believe that happened. Well, what I thought you were going to say is uh, that if you take mineral spirits or acetone or some of these other things and put them in a rag, yes, they get hot, and they can, they can you know, you know, in the summertime especially. And I thought you were, that's what you were going to say I next. I thought he was going to catch fire next. And, that, and so, you know, I know my my window guy, he was doing a job building his house. He, uh, um, oh, they, sorry, one more they thing. Are, they, they are, my nose started bleeding <laughs> from not having a mask. <laughs> I was like, he, he was like, you kept adding stuff on. I'm like, it was worse than that. Yeah, I had a nosebleed. So, sorry to interrupt. I had then to just like, get that you're, down. Yeah. You're cleaning blood off his carpet, too. <laughs> but it, that was the true horror of it. There was blood involved. There was blood everywhere. Uh, anyway, he was building his house, and they were literally, you know, a week from moving in. The sand and finish guys were there. They'd done it with Polly. They used rags to ripe it up. The house burnt down. Oh. The house. Because of the burnt, rags. Because of the rags. They were oh. finishing the thing, and the house burnt down. <laughs> oh, we, we were sold laughing your rags. About some funny stories. That yeah, I mean, sucks. I mean, oh, it's terrible. Who, Can you imagine? Who covers that cost? Well, I mean, hopefully they had insurance. So there's there's what's called builder's risk insurance, which is a is an insurance to cover that exact kind of thing. The process of building. Yeah. So yeah, you have to soak just your like rags. You have, you have in homeowners water. insurance, right? Build, After you use them, you soak them in water. Put them in a bucket of water. Yeah. 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 Rags. So, um, anyway, builder's risk insurance. So, but I mean, you know, going through the process of building a house and, and spending, you know, a year or two doing it and then getting right to the finish line, planning the movers, planning everything else, and then <laughs> show up and it's burnt down. Uh, that, that would be is, a horror story. That is a nightmare because usually the, the, the homeowner is like, so ready to get in yeah and Yo, then you're like can you imagine that phone no call? Oh, you're going back you're going back to gosh. day one and it's like if you can oh. if and just to test the metal of you as a builder or you as a you know how you handle conflict if you can make that call you are a you know stud <laughs> stud <laughs> i mean that's a hard freaking call to make i mean no one wants to make that call but yeah you got to do it you gotta do wow. it. Wow. Yeah. Well, do you think the insurance would cover a full new home? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the, the, it depends the way should. the policy is written, but you know, you get builder's risk insurance for a certain amount. So you, you know, ideally, two million dollar house, you get a two million dollar policy. Yeah. You know, you, what you don't want is a million dollars. <laughs> yeah, a million dollar to two million dollar house. Then you're, um, sorry, uh, that would be bad. So. Wow. Oh my gosh. That is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, Man. that yeah, I think the big lesson from that is soak your rags in water. Yeah. And handle them properly. That, Absolutely. There's videos of just like a shop someone's like has a, you know, they were staining something that thankfully had their rags in like a metal container and yeah. just shop footage overnight just uh, metal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, just ignites. Oh and that gosh. is, and that's, you're not going to know that unless, yeah, know. unless you hear it from an experience, someone mm-hmm. who's experienced, the only way you're going to find that out is the hard way. Like if you're some DIY, oh, I'm going to totally. stain all this, get everything, put up that's all scary. the rags. Yeah. Well, and, and, and it's going away a little bit because most things aren't oil-based anymore. And so you don't need, yeah. you know, those 
flammable materials to clean them up. Do they not much. like oil based anymore? Is that not a, like a big deal? Yeah, it's and it, it, it's a really bad thing. I mean, I asked the painters. I talked to the painters on uh, your jobs. You know, like just to ask about their process. Um, and I was like, "Do you like oil?" He's like, "No, it, it just hurts my hurts my lungs. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a it is a health and safety thing. Like, I would spray with um, shellac primer, which is a hardcore like like if I spray <clears throat> if I set up a masking in yeah. here, and I like primed." like this thing right here and mm-hmm. you came in without a mask you, you would feel like your soul was going to depart from your body yeah. like you would feel like i'm gonna die yeah uh, wow. and when i would come home even after wearing a mask i would like talk to ashley and mm-hmm. she'd be like like you were spraying that stuff today like you could it that's crazy it, it stays in, in your lungs. And, yeah it just comes yeah. out wow so the, the technology and uh, water base is getting so good yeah that's good. Yeah, they that's just, what I was going to say. Yeah. I mean, you know, historically, everybody used to say oil base is so much better. Oil base is so much better. But, you know, the, the fact is, is that over the last probably 40 years, all the good things in oil based paints that would that would allow them to last so long have been taken out. Yeah. And so, you know, governmental rules. I mean, lead lead in lead based paint was an excellent material <laughs> and you know, it it worked. Yeah. And, you know, in the seventies they, they stopped allowing lead in paint. I wonder so, why. <laughs> uh, I used to eat I mean, it as it's, a kid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh off the side of the house. Yeah, yeah just peel them off. Yeah. So uh yeah, those probably, you know, that was probably a silly reason to stop allowing lead-based paint, right? Because it was it was rundown houses and the kids were eating the paint because mm-hmm. it tasted good. I mean, <laughs> really? I mean, they're eating a building product. Seems I like mean, a Tide Pod. Yeah, thing. it seems like a parenting issue, not <laughs> yeah. a uh, let's take lead out of the out of the paint. And so, and that's my. <laughs> yeah, and then these like my. And that's why I ate it. One of the finishes they're using over there at that one house that um we're working on together you know um the barn no the oh yeah i don't know what we can say or whatever but yeah. um yeah their their team over there of painters that you'll have i mean he's spraying benjamin more advanced which is like a really really yeah, good water-based paint yeah like the mantle like i slide my hand across the face of the mantle it's like so smooth it's like butter yeah that's like, so crazy <clears throat> this is nice and then is that, they're like does that come from that like mantle. a good like yeah. <laughs> get your filthy hands off me. <laughs> does that come from like the sprayer itself or is it the paint quality that really makes a big difference it's both it's the it's the tip that you use it's the operator of who's spraying it because mm-hmm. when you spray there's like a whole method of spraying yeah. you know like if you ever see those spray how vehicles are painted it's mm-hmm. that robot arm like this that comes around totally and it stays like five inches away uh-huh. exactly and goes and overlaps 50 percent and moves at the right speed right the painter is like a huge part of that mm-hmm. then the spray tip and then of course the paint like yeah. the the technology the way it paint, how it dries yeah, yeah. It, it sprays on and like gels out yeah that's so crazy really crazy <laughs> that high gloss paint that's over there at that job i think that's going to be a fad that's going to go away now we're going to talk about fads and stuff like that but the uh, uh <clears throat> on the ceiling yeah i mean just mm-hmm. i i like it and it looks really you know contemporary and fun and cool and everything yeah but it's gonna that'll be a fad that will go away it's basically like spoiler a, alert automotive <laughs> shiny gloss yeah. finish on your trim yeah yeah oh, and they're doing yeah. it a lot on ceilings yeah, yeah. and the cabinetry and stuff and it's like that really expensive too because 
high gloss, basically like all, see all like imperfections in this table. Totally. If you spray this with the flat, like you, you'll see less of them. But if you spray it with a, a high gloss, you'll see more of what you don't even see now. Oh, really? So the prep work that goes into it is nuts. So the table itself has to be like really sanded before? Is it has to be deal? like perfect. perfect. Yeah. Really? Or not like if you spray high, like if you sand all this out, like, and then you spray high gloss and you miss this one, you'll see that one. Oh my gosh. That's it's, crazy. Yeah, so it's a lot of work to get it. But yeah. So you think it's, it's going to go away? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And I know you're a brushing guy, right? Well, I mean, the, a lot of the designers we work with, the high end ones want brush, brush work because they, they feel like it gives a, uh, a handmade appearance. And it does. I mean, there you, there's a little bit more life to it. That you know, mm -hmm. you talked about the Robart arm spraying the thing. Right. You know, they don't want a you know industrial look um, necessarily. They want a hand, you know, bespoke, handmade. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of the same idea of like the Victorian era. They had the the roll on templates, right? They would take the plaster and they would roll the pattern on it. In that, right? They they did do that. Versus like a hand. Versus like a guy going in in the Georgian era, right before that, where they would hand carve all these little details into yep. it. Like it's yep. the same idea. Yes, yeah, it is similar. Um, it, this is just that final layer that they want to see brush strokes. Right. So, and I would have to say, I uh, I've after seeing brush strokes done right, like usually when you think of brush strokes, you think of like these big, thick, like yeah, <laughs> like just gobs of like going up and down. Totally. Uh, but when it's done right, which is an art in itself, um, it, it looks good. It yeah, looks if really you, good. If you, if, if I'm, what am I, six feet from that from that thing? Mm -hmm. you, you probably don't see them yet. Mm -hmm. But you have to get, you know, a foot or two away to see them, and you're like, oh, okay, because so there's a little texture there. Mm -hmm. There's a little bit of life in that thing, it, and so it, cool. it's subtle. And the, your comment about things being too industrial, too, like sometimes, like now, I'm looking at stuff. Like if you spray something, it does have like a factory finish, mm -hmm. which is cool. But at the same time, if you have to like correct it, yeah. Well, now you're masking everything off again, and you got to recreate that. <laughs> yeah, factory it's, finish. Yeah. yeah, you have to take it back to the factory essentially. Mm -hmm. Versus like a brush could be hand touched up, you know. Right. So would that, you just like sand off half the wall and do it again? Like, how would you fix a? Yeah, you would and take like a those, portion. Yeah. yeah, you have to go like corner you, to corner. Yeah, exactly. You just take like something that makes sense, like yeah. from one style to another, mm -hmm. mask that off and just do that one, you know? You do the whole thing. Yeah. Wow. But if you had a surface that was as big as that wall, you'd have to go from edge to edge. Which to happens on it. flooring too. Yeah. Like if you, like a lot of guys who do flooring, they yeah. won't, like if you have a gash in your floor, they won't just correct that because they won't ever get the blend right mm -hmm. they need to do the whole thing so it's nuts wow the, what goes into finishing what are we what are we talking about now horror stories we're still on do horror you still stories? have any yeah i um, figured that was the case i figured you got more well it's too. cool because there's naturally like a uh an education yeah yeah into it you know totally i think you know i guess when you first started uh say when you first said horror stories i mean i think of the the horror client and you know the the one that just you know makes your life yeah but i mean that's a valid i would say those are both yes, and i'm sure yes that, and. i'm sure there's people the the customer and the clients out there going i can tell you horror stories about some contractors oh for sure you know and so 
you know, it, there, this one there, put tar paper under my, <laughs> the other one didn't even mask off my floor. <laughs> so there are, uh, you know, I, I think when we talk about this topic, I mean, I, I could tell stories about builders that, you know, did things. I'm just like, what in the world are they doing? Go ahead. And then, you know, about cut clients. And thankfully I haven't had a nightmare client, you know, I'm knocking on wood. I do not want a nightmare client, <laughs> but I haven't had a nightmare client in years, mm -hmm. years. That's awesome. Now, the reason why I think that is because I've gotten better at saying no. I've gotten mm -hmm. better at, at, at seeing those ones as our prices raise and things like that. You know, it phases out a couple of them. It phases out, you know, some of those people who have, you know, champagne taste and beer budget mm -hmm. they, and they want all these fine things, but they can't afford them. They, well, you should give me that. And, you know, uh, anyway, um, but I, I guess, you know, from my perspective now dealing with less, you know, hard clients, um, you know, I think, I think of, of builders and hear the stories and the things they're doing. I mean, we're, we're taking over a job right now for, uh, a ranch project where the the guy the previous contractor you know basically ripped them off and just in and, and, and i mean for you know that's a horse hundreds of thousands yeah, of dollars was was kept pushing them off pushing them off telling them they had to change their engineering telling them they had to change all this stuff wasn't even really sure why it, it, you know the guy was doing it it was kind of just a game he was playing with them waiting for one job to finish so he could get over to this other thing but just strung them out uh, he he decided he didn't want to pay this guy anymore. The guy put a lien on his property that he owns, cost him eighty thousand dollars in lawyer fees to get out of it. Ugh. It was just you're just sitting there going, "Oh my gosh, that is just a nightmare." So that is a <sighs> nightmare, and that's I've heard that story. <laughs> how do you a think lot. you avoid that? Like as a homeowner listening to this, like how do you think you avoid a situation like that? Well, I mean, it, it's hard because, you know, it, it is uh, a relationship, right? And so, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's, you know, do you trust this guy to do this job? And this guy is very charismatic. I mean, he is he is a uh, he has a trusting quality to him. Salesman type. He's a total salesman that, that you trust and that you believe. And so it didn't really start dawning on them that they could be in trouble until, you know, uh, they're in the thick of it. <laughs> yeah, they've been four or five months into it, and and these bills kept coming, and they would get these weird bills for you know this guy driving out to their property looking at something and turning around. He would send them the gas and hourly and these other bills, and they're like, um, "Couldn't this be organized a little bit different? So I'm not paying you know two thousand dollars for every trip this guy comes out. <laughs> yeah, wow. it's just like uh, you know, like, yeah. What is like, and and so then you start going, wait a minute, what what is going on here? And mm -hmm. so. And then as things kept getting pushed off, that's when they kind of figured it out. Okay. But, I mean, you know, if they had called around, um, you know, that's something that he, they didn't do, admittedly, is that they this guy had done this before. Mm -hmm. And so if they had, you know, mm. asked around a little bit more, they would have they would have realized that this was an M.O. that yeah. this guy had. So how could they have avoided it? They, you know, a guy comes in, he's charismatic, you like him, you know, Everything he says makes sense because he's been doing this a long time. And, uh, you know, you don't end up taking those other steps. Because, right. There's no need. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense why that would happen, why that would come to fruition. Just sucks. Yeah. No, it's terrible. Yeah. And it's kind of hard as the homeowner because if someone has a website and a 
like a portfolio totally. and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. And they, they walk over and they know like, you've got no reason walk. not to yeah. trust them. What are you? Yeah. And that is what you end up looking for. You just, I feel like with uh, home building, especially you hear a lot of these stories where you're like, this guy totally got screwed over. And you're like, how did that happen? But I guess they're few and far between in comparison. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know. I, I, uh, you know, there, that's the, that's the, the real criminal <clears throat> sin there that mm -hmm. the guy's really being you know unethical, stealing unethical yeah, stealing. right then there's the other things where there's incompetence right like my story about the <laughs> doing the roof mm -hmm. you know one you got to go back and fix your, your mistake yeah. right you gotta you gotta stand behind your work but two you know there's there's a lot of incompetence out there yeah. I and mean, part of this passion and craft podcast is trying to raise the bar mm -hmm. and there's a lot of people that don't know how to build and what's so that, what's that quote don't attribute to malice what stupidity can explain right yeah i mean i i i, I think that's a great quote because i think it mm -hmm. uh it characterizes or maybe one. defines um, what's really going on in the building world is that people get pissed about is just is is incompetence um, and not and sense. not you know some guy trying to be malicious you know I because I'm sure that if I went and talked to this builder and asked him about this client you know he would you know tell me why the client was messed up right right and, you know right anyway so more horror stories boys what do we got many crazy ones many crazy ones y'all heard maybe we're done with horror stories maybe y'all don't have any more. You have I'm one. trying to think of one from the, that I heard um, from another guy, where trying to remember how it goes. Yeah, how yeah. Like, how exactly it went. But basically, if I butcher it, we can edit it out. But um, so he was working for a remodeling company. This uh -huh. guy and uh, they were doing engineered flooring in the upstairs. Yeah, and engineered flooring. Well, engineered flooring. It's it's like you can call it different but it's the one it's real it's a real wood veneer but right. there's like plywood underneath. an eighth of an inch yeah some of them have a quarter inch some right there yeah some of them have a quarter like the veneer i guess depending on what you pay for mm -hmm. can be thicker and it, it's like how many times you can re-sand it before you start hitting plywood right then that you gotta sense. rip it out so they put this flooring in and apparently one of the guys like who wasn't like familiar with the flooring sanders flooring sanders are crazy yeah. like especially the the edging one who goes oh, around yeah. and gets near the baseboard uh that thing can take off on you so apparently one of the new guys like burned through the floor oh my gosh so they went through the veneer <laughs> through the veneer and got down to the plywood and the homeowners were like he, this guy told me the homeowners were a nightmare yeah but like you just said, I feel like the other way they they would probably say these yeah, guys yeah. are a nightmare. <laughs> so he burned through the veneer on this, and um, basically they had to pull some of the flooring out, lace it back in, did everything all over. Um, they had to sand the floor down around yeah. that area. So they got down; they weren't through the the, the veneer. veneer, and then they stained it the wrong color. <laughs> so they stained it the wrong color. And then the homeowner came and was like, what is this? Like, what? This isn't oh, the color. No. So then they tried to sand that off. And then and it hit the plywood. Got yeah. through the veneer on everything. <laughs> oh had to rip the floor out again. <laughs> and they said that when they ripped the floor out again, it was like since it was upstairs, uh -huh. they, they were like taking the flooring out. Oh. And they, they actually um, found a problem with the subfloor. So they had to take some of the subflooring out because <laughs> they didn't refinish. They didn't redo the whole floor. Right, right. 
Um, and then one of the guys fell through the drywall <laughs> the subfloor and like hit his leg on the ceiling fan or something. And like, <laughs> and then they damaged like the whole staircase getting up. I don't know. The guy just told me this story. Um, the other wouldn't end. the other day. Yeah, yeah. That's like, I don't know. It was crazy. Oh. So that was like, I mean, as he was telling me, it was like the one I was telling yeah, you, like, it just, it just keeps happening. adding up. And I'm like, and that's how it is. When it rains, it pours. It's yeah. like, yeah. usually it's a little it just goes on. I I had a I've fallen through a drywall <laughs> before. <laughs> we had a really <laughs> we had a really nice home, and I was just backseating. I was like kind of doing intern work, trying to figure out like see how it works and like see you know the behind the scenes of on the this job. This is on our job. This is on your job. Um, <laughs> do you remember this? I kind of remember it. Uh, he tried to block it out. So it was a slower day. And so when I'm like kind of, when I was like, so I was an intern basically for one of the, one of the project managers. And so I was just walking around, just helping them out and like doing stuff. But really I was just there to see the job, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and so I was just seeing jobs get done and seeing how he handled clients and all this other stuff. And, uh, it was a slow, slow day and I, uh, was pretty bored. And so we're walking around upstairs and I'm in like one of the closets that hasn't been finished. Um, and I'm walking across the, the baseboards or like the, the, the joist, yeah, yeah, the joist. And, uh, it, I'd just been doing it for like 30 minutes, just back and forth, back and forth. And I mean, I was just playing with fire. Sure. It had to happen at one point. <laughs> and it's like an uh, obstacle my toes hit the joist, but I didn't like, I put weight on my foot as if I was putting it in the middle of the foot, even though I only had it here. Oh. And I just went just straight through the floor <laughs> And I broke a rib <laughs> landing on the Whoa. thing. Uh, and I like pulled myself out really fast. <laughs> you, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> There's a giant hole through the middle of this. Oh, where like, man. I mean, both my legs just dangling through the ground. <laughs> you uh, broke a rib. I, yeah, yeah. Wow. It was like, it nuts. was bruised or broken, but like it hurt for the next like four weeks, five weeks. Wow. It was, yeah, like every time broken. I breathed, I was like, <gasps> <laughs> like I would laugh and it would hurt. Anyway, but uh, yeah. So Thanks I went for to that, me of that. I went to that house later. Yeah, and then <laughs> I got home and my dad was like, "So uh, I heard you fell through the floor today." <laughs> anyway, I went to the house later, and uh, the guy, <laughs> the guy was like, "Hey, come here." And he the walked project me. Manager. Yeah. So he walks me downstairs into the closet and he's like, "Check out this room." And I was like, we weren't doing work in this room. He goes, we started to <laughs> because you fell through the floor here and it was <laughs> to the ceiling where their drywall has been patched. I was like, oh, oh so geez. you fell through in a closet. Oh, yeah. Well, that's it, good. And that was like the best well, place it could happen. It wasn't a closet downstairs. Oh. <laughs> it was right next to a chandelier downstairs. <laughs> do you remember that? So I do remember that. Um, the... Uh, when I was when I first started, this is another horror story. My, my first job when I got back from North Bend Street was was um, I've been uh, networking with this guy Tom Clark, R.I.P. Um, he was a great mentor to me. gave me a, got me a bunch of work and stuff. He uh, he gets me this job uh, building these doors for this Grapevine Depot. Have I told you guys this? Mm -mm. Is this yes. Longleaf Pine? This is the Longleaf Pine. This is the thing. Home Depot. Okay. Yeah. So that story doesn't 
just end with that story. Uh oh, there's more. There's more. There's more. So everybody's this is awesome. Everybody's laughing about because I didn't couldn't find Lonely Pine. I went and <laughs> bought, you know, finished three quarter, you know, clear pine and basically glued it all together to make my styles and rails. Well, the same thing was the problem with the with the panels, right? So I had to glue the panels up to make these panels for this door. And um, sometimes when you uh, glue things together, like like the, uh, pine can be can uh, be brittle, and so the these so the the wood chipped out right where I was gluing the the, the joints together. Okay, mm. and so I had a little hole. And they were stain grade, and so uh, yeah, I couldn't just. What, what does stain, fill it. stain grade mean? Well, we weren't going to paint it. Oh, if okay. we're going to paint yeah. it, then it could just be filled with putty, and yeah. then you know, paint it over. So I had to sand it down, and so I'm sanding it down, and it, it just—I mean, I probably should have put it through a planer, but I had a four-inch belt sander, right? <laughs> and I was sanding across the whole wood, trying to get that chunk of wood to go away, right? To, so I'm—you were sanding, trying to feather it out, I'm trying to feather <laughs> it out, but it's right in the middle of the panel of the door. I know it's, where this is going. <laughs> and so I begin to like tilt my you know, oh no tip, tip the edge of my belt sander so that i can like, get that, really get uh, that angle yeah. get that out, angle out and i kind of i thought i feathered it out and it's like yeah that looks pretty good <laughs> <laughs> and i go to the job site and they put finish on it and just this, yep this, this gap that probably is like you know an inch wide and probably four inches long of this this gouge, <laughs> clear gouge, like where I where digging I, it yeah, out, where I'd been digging it, made it a out. trench in it. And so, the guy, the project manager, I'm a subcontractor, is looking at this, just going, "How the hell am I supposed to sell this?" And um, and I'm sitting there, you know, I'm this is my first, first year job. first yeah. year in business first job my, my eyes are like this big <laughs> like going, trying to smile the architects are coming through to look at the job and um they look at the door it, it kind of is one of those things where they walk by and they <laughs> you know the double the double, double take, double take yeah. and then they kind of walk up close to it and of course sweat it's just like you know breaks out over my body as i'm like oh gosh please don't make me rebuild this door <laughs> And he kind of rubs on. It. He goes, "What happened here?" <laughs> and um, and I didn't what say anything. I didn't say anything. And uh, the project manager goes, um, "I think they're sanding, and it just uh, you know, kind of the edge of the the sanders tilt tipped it, and, and and they just kind of went. They kind of you know, it was one of those explanations where they explained it, and they're like, "There's more here." There's like, that's it. Well, you know. And then they just kind of walked away. <laughs> and so I was just like, you know, just like, is that it? Is that, is, is, are they going to let it pass? Are they going to let it pass? And uh, about, I think I told you guys this, about I was late on something. This is something where I was showing up to that job and, and you know, at, you know, waking up at four in the morning. trying I remember to, that. Because that guy was like and, on yeah, you. Oh, I'm on me. And so, it, you know, I, at some point he broke and just said, this is the worst back and back and back. You don't know how to build a door of your life depending on it. I mean, just, I got an chewing and, um, you know, he was mad and, but it was a lot of truth. <laughs> I, I, had, I hadn't, I hadn't done a, just a, 
you know, great job. Um, but anyway, that was my when your finest. That work. was my horror story. Uh, is that, that one in the portfolio? Or? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know that building isn't even there anymore. They they the Grapevine has grown so much that original depot has been moved somewhere else. I wonder if because it's because of that door. Yeah, you know, like just is. knock it down. <laughs> no, yeah, I told you. I went. I went back. You like, did them right. Three or four years later, and rebuilt all those exteriors. Oh yeah, you did say that. And so mm-hmm. um, stand by your work. You you made me think of another horror story of mine that has to do with sanding and not knowing how to feather things out. Yeah, here's the deal. This is this is what's so interesting about this. Like for you, you're on the job. You're like in the mix, right? Right. So you're gonna remember a ton more of yours, but also I feel like we're not gonna get all of his because. One, he's not going to remember it, and if he does, it's going to be like that uh, that patio instance where it's like when you call your teacher mom and you just think about it later, you're like, oh, man, like, dang it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, yes, And they're going to yes. just come flooding back, but th- we're not going to have yeah, as many. It's real, so like, we're really you're gonna, like real ashamed and like embarrassed. Right? You're yeah, like, you're oh, like, dang it. I can't oh, believe I did that. Yeah. I can't believe I, yeah. But that's those are going to be the instances that we're going to have from him. I feel like you know, it's going to be harder to like go back. Cause really over time you're like, yeah, it wasn't that big of a deal. We fixed it. We did it right. Yeah. We you like, block yeah, it out. It's a defense it mechanism yeah. for you to move on. You have to like, be like, okay, right. I got to like get past totally, this, you know, totally. All right, anything. So go, go ahead with your horse. Well, track. it's the same idea. I put this, this feature wall up of a grid layout. So you can say accent wall. No feature. wall. <laughs> <laughs> well, essentially you have like a wall like this, Obviously not to this detail, but basically just one bias, you know, right. three, three quarters. A bunch of one bias. Yeah, no trim inside. And this is before, you know, this is when I'm just nailing stuff straight to drywall. Nice. And if you ever put like a straight edge on drywall, you know, it's usually not. It's not. Yeah, not straight. It's, it's, you get, there's some prep the work. Because the studs are into. moving and everything else. Yeah, so we're trying to make something straight onto this thing where you're basically fighting it. So I'm just, you know. I got a nail gun. I'm all new and I'm like, this is going to be easy. I'm just like, just nailing these things together. And they're like, like if there's where a joint is, there's like some that are like maybe an eighth, some maybe even a quarter like that. Like, yeah, like a quarter past each other. I'm like, I'll just orbital sand it. So the rails weren't meeting the styles where you're nailing together because of dips in the wall. And so you're going to sand it out. And I'm going to sand it out. But I didn't know about feathering. So I just have the orbital sander just in one spot, just like, you know? So I'm just like, all right, that's flush right there now. All right, let's move on to the next one. And they're flush there, but same exact thing. But if you go across the whole thing, it just... You put paint on it. So we put paint on it and it's just like... Just this big orbital sander spot it's perfect circle Just a big circle every intersection you made a bunch of buttons on it so, <laughs> yeah. so in hindsight you would have shimmed out the yeah, what styles. is the fix there that's when i started i started doing um, jigging it yeah started pocket holding stuff now i don't pocket hole everything uh i will shim stuff out or i'll you know shim out and then nail behind what, what do you mean by pocket holding like pocket screws yeah okay. so you just and then it makes sure that it's locked and behind. so you would do it like behind together, yeah and that and guarantees that they're flush it makes sense and even on that <clears throat> i don't know there's like a you got to find a balance because even if you do that and then you push that onto a wall that's all jacked up mm-hmm. it's still gonna like it's weird you just have to, each it's like a case by case situation like totally. what is the best approach here let's put a straight edge on the wall oh, okay 
maybe I don't pocket hole this one and mm-hmm. I kind of try to shim this. You know, it's it's weird, but there's a couple of fixes and those are some. Yeah. Cool. Did I tell you about the the lady who was drinking at that yes. job? That that was another horror that was story. A horror yeah. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, that was during the uh, the client's always right episode. Yeah. And you said she waddled your your buddy said your employee said something oh you just joked with her and she waddled back to the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that line. Yeah. And then she left it. Yeah. She left you guys alone. Yeah. yeah. And I was I was terrified of her. Um because I'd show up at, you know, eight in the morning and she was drinking. And it's like, Ugh. here we go. <laughs> this right, is gonna go. be fun. That there is a there's a story this guy was telling me about, um, where a client bought like a $70,000 bath, uh, like a toilet, like a $70,000, like wow. crazy toilet. And, uh, one of the, one of the subs went to the restroom in the toilet, just peed in the toilet. And then she was like, did someone use this? And, uh, the guy was like, I, I don't know. There've been guys in and out of here. I maybe like there's a chance, but she's like, okay, we're going to need a new one of these. And what? she paid for a brand new $70,000 of the same toilet. Isn't that crazy? That is we had a client psycho. one time that was, uh, that the, the wife said, once you put it in, and it was about a seven or $8,000 toilet, no one can touch it. Yeah. My husband's very particular about germs and things like that. No one can touch it. And so we were like, okay. So we put it in and, and she said, Someone, I don't think anybody used it, but I think someone threw some like paper towels or some some trash in there, um, and and something happened where we had to go in and fix it. Um, and she was like, "Okay, well he's gone now. Go ahead and fix it. Fix it real quick. Don't Whoa. don't tell anybody." But there's there's some funky things about toilets that people um, wow don't I wonder what they do on a road trip because it's disgusting. <laughs> totally like. The public restroom. That's such a know? great thought because, like, what do you do? Yeah, if you're going, you got to get like over that. it. You yeah. got to get over it. That's crazy. That's crazy that there's a seven thousand dollar toilet and a seventy five thousand. Like, <laughs> well, okay, some of, some of those gold leafed uh, Cheryl Wagner things are are really expensive. I just don't know about insane. seventy, but they were they're expensive. Yeah, I, I could be off on the numbers. I just remember the guy telling me the number, and I was could be like, seven hundred dollars. Are you kidding me? Yeah, seven hundred and seventy. Well, I just remember, like the same to him. they were like buy a new one. <laughs> Of the same one. Oh, and the know. guy was like, this isn't covered by, like, this isn't our fault. And the lady was like, yeah, that's great. Buy a new one. Oh, she made them she, buy a new one. No, no, no. She bought a new one. Oh, okay. She was like, it's so important to me. Like, this is mine. Hmm. Wow. That needs to be the last thing in the internet, the toilet. I guess. On that job. Because what do you expect? It's a toilet. Like, or install it and wrap it in plastic and put, like, caution sure. tape over it. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Anyway, it is kind of crazy. Uh, guys, any more crazy horror stories or? I'm thinking I'm tapped out. Yeah, no I think. Well, things? I've I gone to therapy to block out a lot of them. Yeah, that's so. good. <laughs> that's really good. No. Uh, well, yeah. So that's our Halloween episode, guys. Thanks Happy for Halloween. listening. Happy Halloween. Um, hope you guys don't have any scary stories. But if you do, please leave them in the comments because we would love to hear about them. And we may do a follow-up to the Halloween yeah. episode of hearing your scary stories and uh, sharing about them. Thanks for watching, guys.